and a very warm welcome to the pilot edition of the Financial Freedom Podcast, delivered with personality by the team from Rachel Bell Wealth Management. Now, before we get into the nitty-gritty of our conversations today, I do need to let you know that the topics and the areas of discussion on the pod are generally based around questions that the ladies at Rachel Bell Wealth Management get asked most frequently, but please note that the discussion points we cover in the podcast are our own views or those of guest speakers and do not constitute financial advice. We always recommend that you speak with a professional before considering your own situation and taking action. With all that said, it is my great pleasure to introduce you to practice principal Rachel Bell and financial advisor Abigail O'Brien. Hello, ladies. Hello. Good afternoon, James. Hello, hello. So today we are going to be tackling the subject of financial freedom and exactly what that means Rachel, kick us off. Wow. Where do we start with this one? Financial freedom, I think it's a huge, huge area that can mean so many different things to everybody. And I think that's probably the point, is that it does mean something different. But what, for me, it means is that you can just relax in the knowledge, knowing that everything's taken care of that's important to you and that you know that you might not have achieved where you want to be, but you've got a plan and you can see the road ahead of how you're going to get there. So you feel freed up to be able to concentrate on everything else. Okay, so let's. we've got listeners here thinking, well, have I got it? How do you even know? I think you need to sit, kind of just sit and explore what it means to you. You know, So if I was to ask you that same question, James, it, you would have a totally different answer to me. So what would allow you to feel financially free? Do you know what I mean? I do. I think I've got a, a vision of my financial freedom. So what's your vision of financial freedom, James? I would say uh, sunshine, no worries, maybe a little place abroad that I would go to in the, the cold UK winter months, not having to worry about whether the bills were going to be paid and... Being able, I think, to enjoy a retirement with my wife after we've worked so hard for so many years. Yeah. I don't think we've necessarily got there yet in terms of a plan. I think we started to think of it. Yeah. But we're not quite there yet. Do you need to be there yet? Probably not, actually. No, I think I think knowing that we've got a plan to get there in place is enough right now. Yeah. And as long as I can see the plan is moving in the right direction at the pace or thereabouts that we expect it to move, then that's that's good enough for me right now. And I, and I think that's a really key point because if we kind of sit and take back and you're thinking about being in the sunshine and not having any financial worries and then everybody who's listening to this can say, yeah, 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 right, do you know how much it cost me to fill up my car this week? So it, it's getting a balance of knowing what you want to achieve but knowing that you don't have to do it all now and that you can see it moving forward or you can see your plan evolving with you to get you to that place where you don't have the money worries. Because the reality is we are all going to have worries about money at some point in our lives and there's no point in trying to say anything different. Financial freedom is about knowing that you're going to be okay and having that reassurance that you're going to be okay and you've got the right people supporting you to achieve that so we think about we think about different things at different life stages is is there an age at which somebody should start to be thinking about 
what their financial freedom looks like or how they're going to start to achieve it. He's, he's 22 young, he's, he's 62 old. I don't think there is a right or wrong age because what will change is what the financial freedom looks like. So what you envisage as being financially free at age 20 when you're still potentially living at home with your mum and dad, you've just finished university, you've got your first job and you've got your first pay slip and you know what, you feel financially free. Compared to somebody who is 55, who's really starting to think that, do you know what, I really do not want to be working um, this hard for much longer. There's a massive difference in what the terminology means. Having the conversation is the first step and probably the most important step in achieving it. And one of the differences that we really see is how people relax so much more just by having the conversation and just by understanding what good looks like. So the cogs in the Rachel Bell wealth management machine, we've got two of the cogs present today, but I I gather you all work together as this finely oiled four cog machine. How how does everyone come into play? If, If I was to pick up the phone to you tomorrow and say, I really think I should be doing something about my finances. I've never really thought about them before, but I think I should. How does the team kick into action? What happens next? We would just we'd just basically kind of come and see you at home and just have a chat. And it's not it's nothing more than that. And we want to listen, we want to really get to know you. We're actually quite nosy as well. You know, so we want to get to know you and why you think you should be having a conversation now what makes it more relevant to you now what's important to you what's not important to you what you worry about what your dreams and aspirations what you're doing now family situation and to really really truly get to know you as a person and that is the first step and sometimes people expect it to be just a series of facts and figures and how much do you earn and how big is your mortgage yeah those things are important but it's actually more important to listen to you and we'll learn all about you you know so it's a really good opportunity for you to talk about yourself for a good hour and a half we build up a really good picture and what that also allows you to do is to be listened to and for us to then to start to get an idea about how we can start to build a plan and the the four cogs in the machine you know so at this point it would either be myself or abigail that would be very much scribbling away and taking down lots and lots of notes and understanding all about your circumstances and importantly looking at what you've already got because people underestimate how much they've already got in place because they don't necessarily appreciate or have looked at what it's going to do for them so you could already be well on your way to financial freedom with what you've already got in place. Abigail, let's bring you into the the conversation. What is it that you find particularly satisfying about working with the clients you work with when it comes to financial freedom? How does it work from your end? Normally for me, it's people that are maybe slightly earlier in the careers or just really starting to make a plan. So they might not have much in place now. And they've got lots of different things to consider, such as career progression or young children and families and things like that. So what I love 
with what I do is because we have relationships with people throughout their lives and it's always about having a long trusted relationship I love getting excited about their plans with them because I am genuinely really excited and starting to see the plans come into fruition and being able to think well actually have we thought about this have we thought about that and then seeing all those light bulb moments and really taking everything into consideration so that you're taking little stresses or little things that'll be niggling in the back of the mind out of the mind and into a plan it's just so satisfying to be able to see it and I am genuinely really excited when they say I'm going on holiday or my wife's just got a new qualification or things like that I just love being on the journey with them and do you find that when you speak to clients they, they perhaps sometimes almost feel ashamed that they're spending a lot of money on socializing or clothes or holidays and is that something they should be ashamed about absolutely not and i think you know, that that's a really good point james because you want to be able to live now and and kind of celebrate you today you know and you're talking about your children and going away for for the half term and you know understanding how what your life is now and what's important to you now doesn't mean you should stop any of that your plan needs to fit around it. And equally, if you've got people who are running businesses, they will have plans for the business. They might have, you know, take over the world plans that mean there isn't going to be much disposable capital right now. And if we tried to suggest anything that was going to take away some of that capital, it would be an entirely wrong thing to do for them. So building a plan to make sure that they can celebrate today but really embrace the tomorrow is massive, massively important. And just touching on what Abigail was saying there about being excited, you become excited and you also kind of, there's a few situations where we've had that, oh my God, no pressure moment. And I'll just give you a really quick example. One of our dearest clients who we've been working with for a number of years now, when I first met him, he was very, very shy. He was our dream. He had his spreadsheet for income and expenditure and what they spent on holidays and worked out. And he was really, really unhappy at work, really unhappy at work, but very sensible. And what we tried to do was take all of the information that they'd provided us with, look at all of their existing savings and pensions and everything like that, and put it back to them in a way that showed them what they'd already got and what it would do for them. And the very next time I went back to see him, he'd literally just resigned that day <laughs> because we'd been able to show him that he'd already done a really good job and he could achieve what meant freedom to him, which was literally to go and hand in notice for the job for his job. We laugh about it now because he just seemed such a quiet and retiring kind of guy. It was the last thing I expected from him, but amazing that we could help him to do that so quickly. Now, I'm not saying that we will have a conversation, James, and I'm going to be telling you that you can retire tomorrow. It's very disappointing. <laughs> but at the same time, that's huge. And being able to give somebody that freedom or help them with that freedom, well, there's no, no wonder we love what we do. So... Let's not skirt around the issue. Rachel, you and I are marching towards our 50s. Abigail is enjoying her 20s still. We are of different generations. Do you ever find yourself in the position where you start to work with one generation of a family and before you know it, you're working with two or, or maybe even three? Yeah, yeah. We've actually got, we've got four. There was one where we are working with four generations. 
I haven't got the reference to hand, but over the next decade, there is going to be over a trillion that passes from one generation to the next. And being able to work with a family to understand how they want those legacies to happen. And actually, Abigail is, is really, really important in this aspect as well, because children who were perhaps looking at going towards university, well, it's a lot more recently that Abigail went to university. So they can relate to that and we can help them to budget, you know, what they're going to be spending, what they need to do. We can help their parents plan for supporting them in a way that they're not going to be giving up their financial freedom to support everything with the kids now. So there's loads and loads of things that come into a play across the generations. As you get to kind of older generations, it's very, very common with grandparents to want to help out with for grandchildren. There's really, really efficient ways to do that. That means that we use lots of available allowances so that uh, there's less tax for them in that way that's done. So intergenerational planning is, is the technical term that we will do for it. And we try and build that in with all of the clients that we work with, whether it be financial education with the, uh, the younger ones, helping them understand about saving, budgeting, and uh, that's really, really important. Because there's less and less advisors out there to be able to, to go to. And, and Abigail, how typical are you as a, a, a young woman and qualified financial advisor in this world? I always, and I may be totally off-piste on this one, <laughs> um, I always think of, of, of financial planners as middle, middle-aged guys. So, I mean, you bust that stereotype for a start, Rachel, because you're not a man. Um, but Abigail, <laughs> you're neither a man or middle-aged. So are you unique? Are there many of you around? Probably not. There's probably not very many of us around. But I do think you sort of offer something different, being, you know, younger and being a woman and things like that. You know, I feel like I can speak to anybody. I'm genuinely interested in everything. I'm creative with coming up with plans and things like that. But I think as long as you really listen to people and genuinely care, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, male, female, or whatever age you are, just as long as you're putting people first and you genuinely want to help people. For people out there thinking, I don't think I've got financial freedom, but I really want it, what would the first step be? The first step would be to get in touch um, with your financial advisor, if you've already got a financial advisor, or get in touch with uh, with us to reach out and just have a chat. You know, the, the, there is never any um, obligation, judgment. We, we genuinely, as Abigail said, we really are interested in looking at helping people and helping people to understand what their options are. And sometimes it does involve difficult conversations as well. But it's far better to have that conversation now than the day before you want to actually retire or the day before you're wanting to support your children through university, whatever your freedom looks like having a conversation is the start and we're really happy to do that um so yeah get in touch reach out pick up the phone speak to your existing financial advisor and make a plan Every week in the pod, we are going to take a myth that relates to the world of financial planning or wealth management, and we are going to bust it wide open. Today's myth linked to financial freedom is as follows. I need a lot of money to achieve 
financial freedom? Who's going to bust it open? I think it depends what freedom looks like to you. If freedom is, you know, living abroad and having a yacht, then you maybe would need a lot of money to do that. But if freedom to you is just to be able to not have to tightly budget every single month and just feel comfortable and know which direction you're heading in, you don't have to have achieved it right now, but you just don't have the worries and you know where you're going, um, then, it, you know, it doesn't take a lot of money to do that. It's just about being comfortable and not having the stress or worries. And I guess that brings us back to one of the first points that was made, that was financial freedom looks very different to everybody out there, depending on how they want to live their lives. Yeah, and I think that's why we want that. that that's why the title of the podcast um, is financial freedom because it is so broad, and there's so many things that we're going to be able to talk about, which is brilliant, uh, and explore, and hopefully be in thought, informative, thought provoking, and to really kind of get you engaged that. It can be exciting and it can be really reassuring to know that you're working really hard, but you know where you're going to and you know what you're going to be able to achieve and you know what it's for. Um, And sometimes I think the association of financial planning and a meeting with a financial advisor, we are not normal. We are totally different and we want you to enjoy the whole process, not see it as something where when telling you that you can't go on holiday or you should be budgeting better or you should be doing this. It's about you. Part of us doing this is that we want to be thought-provoking and we want to help you in areas that you may be unsure of. So please do, if there's any topics that you want us to cover or you've got any questions, please do get in touch. You can email us, so it's rachel.bell at sjpp.co.uk if you want to send us an email. Or we are on all the different social medias, so we're on Facebook as Rachel Bell Wealth Management, LinkedIn, again, as Rachel Bell Wealth Management, Instagram as Rachel Bell WM, um, and we also have our own website if you just want to give us a Google too. Now, the excellent news about this podcast, this is a pilot episode. If we get more than three listeners, there will be a full-blown series coming up and episode one will all be around what financial planning is and there'll be a very, very inspirational and special guest joining us to tell us all about their journey. We look forward to speaking to you very soon. Now, earlier in the pod, Rachel made reference to one trillion pounds in money that's expected to pass from one generation to the next over the next decade. And it's important to let you know where all of our facts and figures come from. So that information specifically came from a special report put together by estate administration specialists, King's Court Trust in 2017. As this is a financial podcast, we also have some very important words that we need to share with you right now. Well, Rachel, hit it. Rachel Bell Wealth Management is an appointed representative and represents only St. James's Place Wealth Management PLC, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. For the purposes of advising solely on the group's wealth management products and services, more details of which are set out on the group's website, www.sjp.co.uk forward slash products. The St. James's Place Partnership and the titles Partner and Partner Practice are marketing terms used to describe St. James's Place representatives.